I can't be the only one who's battled with the pain of a bush that gets out of control. Not talking about the one in your front yard, I'm talking about the one on your balls and your shaft. Your Jats crackers, your meat, your two veg. But thank God our incredible best mates at Manscaped are here to help us all out. If you use the discount code Brisbane at checkout, you're going to get 20% off, you're going to get free shipping, and you're going to get the best looking tackle or armpits or legs you've ever needed. Manscaped.com. Shave yourself silly. Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. for sports as Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Ashburn? Like at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived there, advised I needed some forex. Hello and welcome back to Unpacking Brisbane. Henry, it feels like we haven't spent some time around these hot little microphones for a little while. Yeah, it hasn't. There was a bit mm. of pre-recording going on. Mm. But if you're a, a listener, bit. through the magic of podcasting, you wouldn't know that. Through the magic of... But we of won't reveal anything more. This ain't radio, baby. This ain't live. Safe to say that uh, those vaccines that are 95% effective, yeah, you can thank us. Cluster. We're the 5%. We're the Pfizer of podcasting. Of podcasting. But it's a very exciting Pfizer podcast we have today, Henry. What suburb are we doing? We are doing Albion. Ooh. And if you don't listen to it, you're not allowed to fly on Qantas. Oh, so true. Just a bit more oh, vaccine gear. Oh, up the filth. You know, oh, oh, yeah, we'll get into Already starting uh, footy chat. Yeah. But no, it's, it's incredibly exciting to be talking about one of Brisbane's premier suburbs with a football ground mm. next to a coffee place, next to a cricket centre. Not a lot like it. We've discovered, we've dived into Albion before because, as keen listeners would know, mm. it has the second best McDonald's in all of Brisbane. A man oh God, who yeah. went to Hamburg University himself, uh, a mm. good, a, a grandfather of the show, like a grandpa and an alumnus of the prestigious Hamburger University of the most noble degree. Yeah. <laughs> but before we get into Albion, we had, we've had a massive W for the podcast. Now yeah. we're gonna, you're gonna hear a lot more about this. A lot of you are probably already following the Instagram page, the separate one that we've made for this project. Mm. The mangrove started as a gag. It started as a joke. Started as a, as a lockdown gag. It started in like April or May as, oh yeah, imagine if this podcast made a band with our talented friend Hamish. Hamish, cooler than Mick Jagger, came on the yeah. show. We mucked around. We said, what would a band be called from Brisbane? Yeah. What would I play? What would this happen? Yeah. We, we had a joke about bass as the easiest instrument, so Henry would play the bass and, you know, and we joked about the drums being the most important, so... Yeah, obviously, as that vein, we had to find one of Brisbane's better drummers. Nelson. Nelson Patorito. We found Nelson. He joined, not only offering drums, offering harmonies, offering hand percussion, offering heaps. Um, Offering pretty much everything musical, Mm. uh, but we brought the flair. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Super important thing in music. As in Joe wore flares. Yeah, a very yeah. hot day. I don't know why you did it. Yeah, it was so uncomfortable. The chafe is mm. lucky for Manscaped. They gave us one of those one of those ball gels. Ball deodorants. Joe needed it. But what this is very, leading to? We are very proud to say, as you might have guessed, that what was a joke that became a reality has become an album. We've recorded an album. We recorded an album. Three days, three long days, mm. uh, in a fabulous studio with our friend. Cam, a wonderful engineer and producer at his studio in Cooperoo. We'll go into this so much more in a yep, special We're going to do a whole album special, but we have an album. It's we 11 will. tracks. They're all like proper songs. Uh, guys, I'm going to come out. This isn't a joke album. Yeah. What th- this started as a joke album. The lyrics got less funny. <laughs> the music got more musical. The songs got catchier. The bass got keep Benning play better and better, Henry. We're really proud of this thing. Yeah, um, I'm so happy that we've managed to record a whole album. And for every band that you know releases a single or an EP or tours, just release an album, guys. It's not yeah. hard. Yeah, it's not hard at all. It's not hard. Music's easy. Yeah, hundred percent. Music's easy. Completed we've it, mate. Said it for a long time. Music. But yeah, completed it's. It. Uh, there's going to be so much more. We're going to have a whole special dedicated to the album. Uh, but right now, I'll be looking for the album in Apple Music, Spotify, everywhere. Uh, around about early to mid-December. Early to mid-December. Yeah. We, won't, we, we have a date that we're aiming for that we're not going to say. because Just been, in case. Every, I've been yeah, burnt we don't, by we don't have the before. album back yet from mixing and mastering. It's not uh, too, I'm, I'm sure you can live without genius, a date. Yeah. It's not that yeah, pressing. Yeah. We're going to get it by that date. It's very exciting. Um, talking of victories. Yeah, that was our victory. Um, but the state shared a victory together. 100%. Are the Maroons. Uh, we wanted Queenslander. to... Queenslander. Now, you know, the Caxton Street Studios, keen listeners know, is... Uh, 
Very close. Couldn't be closer. Yeah, arguably. And we're in proud. terms of a residence to and Suncorp sh- Stadium. And we're not ashamed, Harry, but we're proud to endorse the Queensland Maroons. Yep. You know, we don't scare, we're not scared of pissing off south of the border listeners. It might shock. Stay locked up. It might shock listeners <laughs> of this show, Unpacking Brisbane, to learn that we endorse the Maroons. We're all <laughs> the in team yep. from uh, the state yep. in which the city we talk about all the time is from. So they won across the road. Now, we uh, at the Caxton Street Studios had a, a fantastic night. So uh, Joe and I and Jack, we're all at work still. Mm. And having a house... Where, where we have a house across from Suncorp, you, you sort of have an obligation to entertain. It's sort of like the kid who lives on the river where it's like, well, yep. you're having formal priests. Yep. And, and I the don't kid, care if and you're the an kid who lives on a bit of, bit of property, Brookfield, Pullenvale. I'm sorry, you're having the post. You're having the post. I think we talked about this in like our second ever episode in Brookfield that it's just your duty. It's your duty. Because you know, we're lucky enough to live in the heart the greatest city on the world. We live on the greatest street of the mm. greatest city in the world. Yeah, we, do. we owe a duty to a higher cause in ourselves. Take this, Queenslander. Eliza, Angelica and Peggy Schuyler. New York City, not the greatest city in the world. No, God no. Stop singing about I'd it. I'd say top five. Oh, not during the corona. No, God no. Not, not recently. Pretty, not recently. pretty low teens for a bit oh, there. Yeah. But I would say, <laughs> here's the thing. We, teens. Yeah, oh, not this again, Henry. <laughs> Low teens. So we said the Just house. We, we effectively said the house is open. Use it. Come along to our friends. Flung yeah. the doors open. Um, two two people who we like message to fling the doors open. Mm. Uh, but much like uh, Jesse Eisenberg in the Social Network, what we didn't account for, Henry, is it's not who we invited. It's mm. who they invite. We're got who out. They invite head. We're got out. Um, now early in the night, we're gonna, we're gonna, we should say this quietly, but our neighbour. Who Nigel. You, who you know as Nigel, has become more of an almighty narc than we suspect yeah. at first. He started... We're saying this very quietly because it's very hot and all the doors are open yeah. and his daughters sleep in... Famously sleep, sleep, in, famously sleep in the front room. So there's a lot of... Nigel started open. as a pretty cool, oh, I'm just like you boys, but a bit older character. I get it. Have parties, you know. Go sleep in the front room so don't be too loud. Uh, he, he's grown into one of the great nerds. Nigel at 5.30... <laughs> Not to Joe, not to why, not to Jack, but to two None of Jack's of friends, Ed and Blair, who were standing on the deck waiting for us to get home from work. He's come out to them. And they were talking in like hushed tones. I got home and I didn't notice them immediately. Mm. And we realised those hushed tones were a result mm. of Nigel coming round and saying, oh, what's going on here? And we're like, oh, you know, it's that we're, we're, we're waiting for the boys. And he goes, oh, okay. You know, I know there's a, I know there's a big game on tonight, but just remember, the girls do sleep in the front room. And... Uh, we're just going to need to get that noise pretty minimum. Now he's saying this as 52,000 yeah. people are walking into Suncorp Stadium. As Jack pointed out, there are sirens of police and lights. Shooting blue shooting and red blue light. and red right into that. And it's worth noting that this is the biggest event in the world since Corona. And, and, Joe's, and yet, not, Joe's not embellishing that. No. It is truly, 50. statistically... 52,000 people at an event. In one spot is the biggest event to happen since COVID started. Mm. And he's still found it within himself to say, hey, two guys standing on the front deck talking, pull your head in. I'm sorry, there are 52,000 people. Henry just strategically looked over to the head. I'm absolutely sure he's heard this, to be honest. But there are 52,000 people there. Nigel. Nigel. Pull your head in. So Nigel's, um, and admittedly, in Nigel's defence, started as a... Like, you know, warning. They were fine for the rest of the night. I think maybe. I think they upon had the to concede. There was a yeah. concert. There, there was a literal guy with a bongo drum oh, sitting yeah, outside about eleven thirty. Oh, like, mate, even so, was not very good. I'm talking like one. He wasn't the world's most skilled bongo drum, no. but he was he was bongoing away. Yeah, we should have had our first mangroves gig on Caxton Street. Sick, yeah. Well, we did. I mean, I did at some point yeah. get the YouTube <laughs> and start playing from Google Drive some of the demos we'd been sent as a way to just like subliminally yeah. message into the drunk so minds finally, of Queenslanders. We finally released it. Everyone who was at the game would go, God, I know this song. Oh, this takes me back Deep to in my guts. Queenslander. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we get back to the house for the game and um, it's full of people. Now, walk. first thing I notice when I walk in the front yard is there's a bunch of like six or seven 50 plus. 50 plus coming up on 60. Yeah. Nipping at the heels of old 65. Old dudes. Old dudes. And I was like, have these guys just wandered in from the streets? Also, don't... all in Queensland jerseys. And they weren't like engaging with any of Jack's mates or anyone. So I was like, I think they've just thought this is like a cool new bar or a free house. I went into the kitchen and the man who had to be the oldest was grabbing beers from the fridge. And I don't think they, I don't think he bought them. No. 
He's there was like, no way you could buy him. Caxton no. Bottle O was closed. Just have Adam, mate. Have Albie ears. And then I go up to one of Jack's mates. I'm like, who are these people? I'm like, oh, that's um, they're all mates with Nick's boss. Oh, cool. Who's Nick? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know your reference point. Oh, it, literally, it was... And we were later reminded who Nick was, and I don't think I met Nick, but it really had friend... So... A friend of a friend of my housemate has invited his boss. Mm. And when I go up to him and go kind of cheekily, how do you know the host? He looks like me. He looked at me like I was an absolute idiot. Yeah. Hits me with, I'm Nick's boss, mate. I was like, oh, does Nick live here? And he's like, no, 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 fucking lives here. <laughs> me. That's um, the thing about a house on Caxton Street, mate. It's basically open for anyone. And it was open for anyone and anything. To because, the highest degree. So, we, so I'm standing in the backyard and wandering up. Through the backyard mm. is a bunch of like Up five like boys. the driveway. Yeah, five or so young guys. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? And they're like, oh, could we go around the side of the house to get up to Caxton Street? Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 go for it. Um, and one guy goes, now he's a he's a particularly big dude. Oh, big fella. I'd, I'd say a head taller than me. Yeah. And probably 40 kilos on me, if not more. Big Very guy. friendly, handsome. Oh, super nice. Great facial hair. So he goes, hey, I know this is a bit weird. Can I use your bathroom? Because it's going to be a huge lineup. A bit, I need to go now. It's going to be a big lineup at Caxton Hotel. I said, "Yeah." Come. Also, a bit of a tone for me at the time. Like, if we say no, he's probably just going to piss in the backyard. Like, That's what I was thinking. This is fine. So he walks into. So I take him into the bathroom. He walks in. So me, Hamish, and Joe are sitting there. Hamish already being like, "Geez, do you know him? He looks a bit familiar, but I, I don't know if I know mm. him. Who is he?" Anyway, he walks out of the bathroom immediately upon going in there and goes, "Boys, there's no toilet paper." As if he looked at us. Like, we were fucking idiots for letting him go to the bathroom. Just this absolute look of, hey, guys, crap service. Where's the toilet paper? As if we'd promised him toilet paper. <laughs> and he's like, as if as if we if we gave him, like, freaking Sealy, he would have been like, oh, I would have liked who gives a crap. Would have liked something organic. And so yeah, then- I'm a, I'm a house, I'm a mm. share house of three girls. I <laughs> want some who gives a crap toilet paper, please. Girls don't poo, man. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then he- <laughs> And then he, and Joe goes, are you doing a poo? And he goes, what do you want me to do? Wipe my ass with this? Picks up our bath mat. Like off the rack. He's got his, he's now holding our bath around, like at his, at his anus. And I was like, and we're like, mate, no, no one wants you to wipe your bum no. with our bath mat. So he's gone from basically just kindness of our hearts letting him to the house to holding a bath mat hostage <laughs> until we give him something he can wipe his ass with. Because so he's just gone and taken a shit in our house. So I dig up some paper towel. Anyway, he does his stuff and he leaves. Anyway, must be like two hours later. Me, Hamish, and Joe are standing. Oh, also worth noting, mm. it was oh the smelliest shit. Where to evacuate You've the ever living had. room? Um, we shut the door to the bathroom and we all had to leave the house and go into the backyard because it permeated every fucking fiber. George was in there with actual bleach. Yeah, like the whole we had to bleach the bathroom. This is this was like a Chernobyl poo. This this was evacuate the surrounding areas. It up for We're like going to lose animal week. flora and fauna. Don't even <laughs> think about it. We'll try to save as many lives as possible. The grass Jack has a third arm. <laughs> this was a nuclear poop. There's Jack a museum. A, Jack has a fourth testicle to go with his three. The soil didn't grow anything <laughs> for years and years to come, which is such a shame for our crops. So bad for our crops. And so bad for aliens trying to send messages to the rest of Petri Terrace. <laughs> Annoying. They just had to only probe us like the rest of it. So we're, we're talking gag and level of poop. Yeah. This was I was stinker. on the ground. Yeah. We'll probably put up a video or something to our Instagram of our reaction because Hamish caught it live. And we like truly, you know, like a flashbang grenade. I was just mm. disorienting and stunning. That mm. was this fucking poop. So then. It was so bad. Walk in to. The, like we're later, hours later, we're on the footpath. Yeah. I, hours. The bloke comes back. And we're like, oh, get a get a you. And he goes, oh, sorry, boys. Um, is my mate here? He's in a blue shirt. And I was like, oh, what? You're in a blue shirt. Half of the people in that stadium are in blue shirts. Yeah. And he's like, it's state of origin. Yeah, come on. And he's like, oh yeah. Um, he might have just passed out in one of the bedrooms. So we're now just walking around in the bedrooms. So he's looking under beds. I wouldn't be surprised if he looked under the bath mat that he picked up. <laughs> like he's looking everywhere. Wouldn't be surprised if he took some shit. Like he was in maybe the, just looking around the house for ages. And Hamish, Hamish is like, mate, I got to ask you. You're really big. Um, like you look sort of familiar. Who are you? And he goes, Oh, sorry, boys. My name's Jack Straker. Uh, I was a prop for the Reds <laughs> for a few games. Who's <laughs> a Reds prop this year? This guy. Is a semi-professional, fully professional. He's a fully professional rugby player. He's sort of quasi-fan. Uh, he started seven games a prop for the Reds. 
in a front row of like him, Taniella Tupo, <laughs> Harry Wilson, Fraser McWright in the forward pack. Like he's played. He's played in New Zealand, I think. Yeah, he's it, played Mitre 10 Cup, which is um, not huge. They're sort of. <laughs> what do you get if you win a ruler? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Close rival of the Bunnings Cup. Um, played all the way in New Zealand at the Mitre 10 Cup. So here's the thing. I'd like to put it out there now. We are absolutely backing Mitch Straker. Jack. Jack, rather. I think Mitch is his brother. Yeah. Because um, we found out. Because we found out that, he, that, brother. that there were other connections. <laughs> Pretty sure Mitch is one of the little fuckers who threatened to kill me last year. But oh, yeah. come and see Loser this Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yesterday when we released this. Um, but so true. Come see Loser yesterday. <laughs> um, it. And then, yeah, so this guy... Jack Straker, we're absolutely backing you to get in the Wallabies mm. because then if he Australia does, will have name recognition and we can know you do the smelliest poos in Australian rugby. We'll, we'll probably we have start to, we have some... To, we have to friggin' disinfect our home. We'll have to start some sort of like iconic, you know, <laughs> Straker chemical warfare poo chant. We'll frame that stadium that you try to wipe yourself with. Oh, what a man. So, um, yeah, Jack, we love you, mate. Also, great guy. Oh, couldn't... For one of the boldest, bravest things I've ever seen, you know, it'd be like telling your son, you're named after one of the bravest men I ever knew, Jack, my son, Joe Jack Straker DeWire. Smelly poos. Smelly poos. So, well, Jack and your poo, we hope you make Please it Please play the for the Wallabies. Um, very, very quickly before we get into Albion, um, Andrew Lofthouse was the hero of the show for yeah. a long time. We loved him. He was our idol. He was our dad. But Henry, heroes have a flip side. I'm talking villains. We might have a new show, villain guys. Joe is in a feud, and it's with someone you know about. And we're going to tell you all about it. Fairly famous person. Now, so Auntie Donna uh, had a TV show on Netflix. It's very, very funny. It's not the feud. Love feud. Love Auntie Donna. Donna. Uh, And a lot of people on Twitter were making the point that uh, it's pretty shocking that Auntie Donna, this successful Australian comedy group, had to go to the US to make a show. You know, where was the ABC? Where was Australian markets? Very popular take. I agree with that wholeheartedly, as do you. Tim Minchin, who becomes the subject of this feud. Funny piano man. Funny piano man who's who makes safe, critical points of mm. governments. Yep. Doesn't really rock the boat, Tim. Oh, uh, no, you're against Cardinal Pell. Hot oh, well, that's a fucking... <laughs> oh, singing about white wine in the sun? Cool, I'll just mm. drink it because I'm not a fucking nerd. I liked Matilda better when it was a book. Um, Tim basically just makes some harebrained analogy where he goes, well, what if an ambitious, talented Bendigo furniture maker dumped her suppliers and moved to Stockholm? Ikea bought one of her chair designs. She becomes rich and we say, it's insane she couldn't make it in Bendigo. Uh, does make a lot of sense. And also funny that he's really pivoted it to like attack a woman. He's, yeah. got, he's gone, oh, it's only women who could be the subject. But, you know, he's a big famous person. He replies this to a tweet. You know, his people respond to him. He just sort of gets tweeted at. And I respond going, this is such a dud take. Hilarious. Like, right. pretty innocuous. Within the hour, Tim Minchin has responded to me, publicly on Twitter, you can check, going, this is such a dud take too. And this is what he says. Well, I don't know. It's imperfect, but hopefully my little analogy made you have a little think. Or not, to which I responded, say little more often, dude. (laughs) And I'm winning the war of likes. I have more likes than him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His response to my tweet has two likes. My response to his has six. Tim mentioned as well, pretty good like brand, I would say. I think he's generally, especially after Come Home Cardinal Pell, had a a pretty positive, well-respected godfather of Australian music and comedy. Unpack and Brisbane are coming for you, bro. Yep, Tim mentioned is our latest rival. (laughs) That's my secret, Tim. I'm always calling people duds. So, yeah, if you want to... And he's from Perth as well, so So no issues. I wouldn't be surprised if he hates Brisbane. Yeah, fucking fucking would. Um, Tell you who doesn't hate Brisbane, us. And we're going to talk about a specific part of it called Albion. Henry, I've been waiting to ask you this again because, as it is with all populations, actually, I've got no clue... What is the population of Albion? And I'm not talking when the bloody filth are getting up against the red headies, mate. It's really small, 2,000. Is that your final answer? Yes. No. Are you sure? 2,100. I think it's a little more. Are you sure? Yes. Do you want to lock in a different answer? No, I don't. Maybe a, 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 an answer that's significantly greater. Oh. Sure. What do you want to lock in? No, fuck it. 2,100. I think it's a really small... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 2,200. You're pretty much right. <laughs> he's back. He's back. I was trying to bluff him out of it, but he's back. Did he ever leave? Yes, for ages. I got <laughs> he, he, 
You left for so long that I thought we should probably stop doing this guess the population segment because you were just off by fucking miles. Can I, can I say, like, because I want to be transparent, I, I feel like at some point in the past, I, I heard someone, probably in relation to brothers, be like, for a suburb with only a few thousand yeah. people in it, it brings in the population. It is, it is actually on like game for all the jokes stuff, stuff like that. on game day, more than the population of Albion would yeah. be present at Crosby Park. I, th- I think it was like the population doubles, and someone was like, "There's two thousand people here." Like I feel still, this was a while ago. I think still, it's still I'm some very, impressive very memory. Oh, that I knew mate, it was it's in like that Slumdog realm. Millionaire. It's not like oh, you only know this because a rich Indian man shot your brother while saying it. Like it's yeah. fine for you to know it. For this reason, as long as you didn't look it up. Um, That's absolutely tiny. For a suburb that maintains iconic status and has iconic spots, that's absolutely tiny. What was Hurston? Oh, Hurston was still like four and a half thousand or something. (sighs) Hurston has a lot of houses. Like, I can Mm. think in my head where the houses of Hurston are. I really like... Albion is, you know, mechanics and Uh, Fonzie Abbott. Like, uh, sort of like Milton in that sense of just a lot of industrial park and iconic stuff. Yeah. I like it. Um, Very exciting. But onwards and upwards to the Wikipedia page itself, Henry. Albion is an alternative name for Britain. Now, this was from a separate Wikipedia page. It wasn't actually the Albion suburb in Brisbane. This was from the first one I was reading for, like, longer than I'd care to admit, where I was like, oh, my God, they're giving me a fair bit of, like, British colonial history and stuff here. And, oh, hang on a minute, it's a different Wikipedia page. But, yeah, interestingly, Albion is an alternative name for Britain. It is sometimes used poetically to refer to the island, but has fallen out of common use in English. Well, do you know why it is an old name for England, Henry? No. It uh, comes from the Latin albus, meaning white, Oh, after the J.K. Wh- Rowling. It's J.K. Rowling this whole time has been, he's a white supremacist. Yep. Albus. She His name it. is White Dumbledore. <laughs> so maybe that's why she's saying, no, Hermione was black because mm. I didn't specify she was white. If I wanted the character to be white, her name would have been Albus. Yeah. There you uh, go. But I assume it's after the White Cliffs of Dover. Yeah, it's a bit about that. the White the new Piles of Cocaine. The new Albionoria, Albion of the, Nor- Albion of the North were briefly suggested as names of Canada oh, wow. during the period of the Canadian Confederation. Arthur Philip, oh, this first is big. leader of the colonisation of AP. Australia. Oh, this is huge. So Arthur Philip mm. originally named Sydney Cove New Albion, but later the colony acquired the name Sydney. So that makes our lives a little difficult because there's nowhere we hate more than fucking Sydney. Sydney is the, the place evil with the singing brother. house and the creaky bridge. We hate it. It's Luna Park in Sydney. Yeah, well, there's one in Melbourne and one in Sydney. Oh, how terrifying I think Melbourne's is that the entrance. original one. Yeah, but still, you go to Sydney, <laughs> you know, this fucking swallowed by a mouth, and then, yeah, you've got to watch a house that sings to you. Like oh. Monster House, but it's opera. I fucking hate it. It's awful. Hate Monster House. Hate Lunar Man. It used to be New Albion. Hey, respect though, because imagine if Sydney was called New Albion and we had a suburb that was just straight up called Albion. Yeah, true. I love Albion was called Sydney. I love calling it out uh, a suburb, not new something, just, oh, Albion. Albion. It's like you go to New Zealand and they're like, oh, welcome to Zealand. You can call me Albion. (laughs) Which is not that part of the song. Anyway, Sir Francis Drake gave the name... as in, you can call me Albion. Oh, that's fun. There you go. New mangrove song. Sir Francis Duke gave the name New Albion to what is now California when he landed there in 1579. So California was New Albion and Sydney was New Albion. Now, this just shows that your colonial fucking... Commodores out there in the beginning of time. Oh, not very creative. They were just trying around. to call things New England all the time. Yeah. Now, and there is a fucking New England as well yeah, in America. Anyway, and Australia, Barnaby Joyce, right? Yeah. Far out. Yeah. Not very inventive. They're just like, oh, let's show up, let's kill some locals, and let's call it some variation of England. I don't reckon Barnaby Joyce would have had as much sex if he was the member for New Albion. No. New He's England not. is a cool fucking name. New England. Because England is, for all its faults, kind of cool. And oh. new is always better. Yeah, it's like New York. Barnaby wasn't wasn't getting away with that. Hell no. Root ban. Um, uh, we should go to the Australian Albion. Brecky Creek, mate. Yeah. So apparently the name What's breakfast... What's the deal with Brecky Creek? Well, the name Breakfast Creek, Henry. And I've always wondered this because, you know, did explorers have breakfast there? Like, was it a meeting yeah. spot to have Brecky? You know, mm. did the first Cafe 63 be founded there in 1903? That's what I've With heard. a $3 uh, KKK burger. Yep. Um, to, well, KK. Yeah, it's not the KKK burger, but um, the name Breakfast Creek comes from Breakfast Point, 
So what the Wikipedia's done here is illuminated absolutely fucking nothing. Well, that's just completely just unhelpful. Breaky point, but apparently it comes from a rock point that was named by John Oxley. Huh. Oh, during his exploration. Of the so bro- I think he oh. just saw it and called it that. Maybe it looks like a plate of bacon. <laughs> I mean, it does be. He was that fucking hungry because he's been fasting for days. He's like, oh, I was paddling through the thick of the Brisbane River. It was a mirage. I saw breakfast point and chicken katsu curry rock. <laughs> we do forget that the Brisbane River, the, the creek itself was originally Hollandaise. Yeah. So maybe he was... He was paddling down Brisbane's... And, and of on course a, his boat was made out of uh, hash brown on a bed of croissant. Mm. So it's sort of forgivable in that concept. I told you earlier, I had an Eggs Benedict croissant. Mm. But it was just scrambled egg and a hash brown on a croissant. And I don't even know if there's Hollandaise on oh. it. So I feel like there was a liberal just use of Benedict. An egg. Just poach an egg. Oh, just poach an egg. Isn't all Eggs Benedict is fundamentally is a poached egg and Hollandaise? I think it has to be. I think everything else is an addition yeah. other than poached egg and Hollandaise. Yeah. Absolute joke. Um, that shows you're right for getting a fucking yeah. Eggs Benedict croissant. Oh, that was good. How the other you half come on a podcast to bitch half, about it, mate. The other half live. What the? Are you, are you saying you're a working class fella? Yeah. Getting in touch with the toffs. When me and we go to Cafe Two Fourteen no. at the Barracks. When me and all the other tradies get yeah. when, when we get on site at five forty five for when six. When we um get on uh, the, the 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 tools when the hammers after our are sausage rolls. When we put on our orange shiny shirts when we put we, on um our helmets helmet. uh, hat hat helmets the hard hat <laughs> what's hard about it mate just the work man. the noggin underneath just, <laughs> just the work, the work. We do every day uh but speaking of breaky creek uh, yes, apparently yes, breakfast creek is a neighborhood within the west of the suburb so yet again uh, it's yeah. dominated you know most suburbs we talked about it it's a rosalie it's a St. John's Wood. It's a locality in the suburb. It's and I want to know, yeah, is there a buzz around Breakfast Creek being its own suburb? Because I wouldn't hate it. Because the pocket of Albion that's closer to the mouth of the river and sort of that actual Hamilton side, that has a different flavour. The Breakfast mm. Creek Hotel has a different flavour. That bit of Kingsford Smith Drive, maybe that should be Breakfast Creek, the suburb. It's a good point, mate. And we're going to talk a little bit more about Brecky Creek and in the hotel perspective uh, a little later on. But first, the name Albion comes from the Albion Hotel, which was built by Thomas Hazelden, um, which was so-called because the white wall of John Petrie's quarry reminded Hazelden of the England's white cliffs. Hence, Albion, Albion being an old name England. for England, blah, 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 blah. Latin Albus meaning white. Thank you for reminding us this of white Albus. Now, um, Henry, I see you've found a little bit of Catholic history for us. Which we always uh, love. Great for our spiritual listeners. I just can't believe the pub itself also has echoes back. Well, this place is so fucking English. Yeah. I didn't realise being in the middle of Brisbane, because it's you know it's near such icons as the ICB and the Maccas and Brothers. I was There's say. never an English energy about the, it, it, but it, it seems not, like its whole history is trying not, to tie itself to the fucking motherland. <laughs> it's not remotely sandstone, you know, no. cucumber sandwiches, poor Maggie Thatcher at all. Oh, uh, porridge. Oh, I can't wait to have Earl Grey, which is my nickname for my grandma, and also a cup of tea. English Breakfast did, Creek, my favourite tea. I did Ket in Liverpool mm. and I met Bono. I actually liked the Arctic Monkeys album, the, the fucking casino one that no one liked. Oh, a, a tranquility. It should have been an Alex Turner solo album, I absolutely <laughs> will admit it. Oh, front up to that, it really reminded me of Brian Ferry at his <laughs> most seductive England. England. Make it happen. Mind the gap. England. Make it so. <laughs> Bite your lip and think of England. <laughs> On the 5th of December in 1926... Oh, bite the pillow think of the Queen, would you? Stop think of the Queen. <laughs> think of the Queen. I'm not going to watch The Crown Netflix. Stop telling me to when I'm trying to watch Auntie Donna. They're not the same. On the 5th of December 1926, Roman Catholic Archbishop James Jewick laid the foundation stone for St. Columban's College at Highlands at 451 Sangate Road. The school officially opened... On Sunday, 29th of January, 1928, as a school for boys operated by the Christian Brothers. Now, there's, there's not dangerous a, territory. There's not a phrase that strikes more fear into my heart than opened as a school for boys operated oh. by the Christian Brothers. Well, this will scare you more. Oh, in, no. This is uncharacteristic. In 1985, the Christian Brothers passed the management of the college to the Brisbane Diocese, which triggered a number of changes. It's a phasing out of the primary school to focus on secondary schooling. Yeah. So they literally... 
upon getting them away from the Christian brothers, were like, let's make the kids a bit older. They're <laughs> like, us? Yeah. Pretty weird focus on um, the next thing exclusively they... 8 to 12 year old boys. In 1996, the school accepted enrollments for girls. And in 1997, the school relocated to Caboolture. So they made the boys older, brought in some girls for good measure, and, and then moved. put them in Caboolture. I wonder if anything sus happened at the beginning <laughs> of that school. I wonder if they were trying to compensate for something hmm. that happened with the Christian brothers at that school. I wonder, and I don't mean to make any conjecture, if the walls can talk. And they if those white walls that reminded them the of the fucking cliffs in England could talk. <laughs> if white walls could talk, they'd be like... Can I have some avocado? <laughs> if, oh, white, yeah. if white walls could talk. White walls could talk being like, I'll have to ask my chiropractor before <laughs> I get a beer. If white walls could talk, they're like, does does my paint look big in this? <laughs> if white walls could talk, they'd be like, I think Pete Buttigieg has some good points. <laughs> my walls voted for Elizabeth Warren and then mm. she didn't even get anything in the cabinet. Um. We're, we're going to talk contemporary Albion, but before we do, a quick word from our sponsor. Well, it's a city on a river, and don't you ever forget it, kid. Henry. Yeah, man. Hang on. Excuse me a second. Away, wood creatures. Away, away. Sorry, I was talking to the gnats and pixies that live in my quarantine bush. Away. <laughs> Preempted my question, Henry, which is, when are you going to do something about that quarantine bush of yours, mate? See, here's the problem. I'm having... I'm having what could only be described as a bureaucratic mess with local council. Because they know that not on top of these pixies and gnats, mm. there's endangered koalas. This is how out of control my bush is getting. There's a petition, a change.org, no trying way. to stop me cutting down my bush because there's fears that koalas are going to die. But see, There's a website. But see, what the greenies don't understand about cutting down bush, Henry, is stakeholders aren't just the koalas on your bush. No. It's the girlfriends. It's the mates. It's the people it's who are hurt by the mm. size of your bush mm. and need you to do something about it, mate. I'm gonna, I'll put it out there. Summer's coming up. It's getting hot. I need to do something about my quarantine bush. You're going to need... Let's relocate the koalas. You're going to need some boardies. I'm gonna You're going to need some speedos. That's a habitat change already. I don't think these koalas... Why don't we don't... change the habitat? The koalas' names... and. There's one who's really seems to be causing the most ruckus. Yeah. One of the koala's names is Bill. Right. Bill is Bill is clearly the leader. To me, because there's some more introverted koalas living in Bl- there. Blinky. Yeah. Do I think he's a relative. Blinky. I think he's a relative. Very koala name, Bill. Bill is. I, I don't. He's Blinky, and I don't know if he had a stroke. Is there something in his eye? But this Blinky motherfucker. Is absolutely leading the charge. And I'm talking... Michael Berkman's calling me up saying... Oh, no. We're pretty concerned about... Oh, there's no corporate donations. Blah, blah, blah. You're hurting your bush. No, Michael. No, Mike. Tell you you who could do with a bit of bloody manscaping on his beard. Mm. Michael Berkman. Michael Berkman. It's neat-ish. Poor bloke. It's neat-ish, but could be neater. I don't want to give him any credit for working tirelessly to advocate for the Queensland environment. And and Michael, have you ever thought of using a discount code? And that's why the great people at manscaped.com... The selfless endorse heroes. me motherfucking rehabilitating these koalas. Yeah. In some re, I'm, pu- I'm putting them elsewhere. Now, Manscaped, being a great brand, couldn't have been more helpful over email. Saying, there's another place out here, at, like at Logan, or there's a place here at Bar Scrub. You know, we'll relocate the koalas. Don't worry about it. So, not only are Manscaped giving you 20% off with the discount code BRISBANE, at manscaped.com. Not only have they got a 3.0 trimmer, the lawnmower 3.0. And can I say, it's one of the smoothest trims I've ever had. Battery lasts up to 90 minutes. Waterproof technology, so you can groom in the shower. Imagine how long and how much bush you need to cut down to clear 90 minutes. Yeah. But the lawnmower 3.0 will be with you the whole time. Imagine watching Meet the Robinsons while shaving your your little torso balls. finishing Meet the Robinsons. Imagine finishing Meet the Robinsons on your waterproof iPad. And then having your waterproof manscape razor down there. But not only can they do all of that, they're going to take care of the koalas living in my quarantine bush because it got that out of control. So manscaped.com. .com. Use the code Brisbane. Save your balls. Save koalas. And um, save time because this is a great way to take care of that quarantine bush of yours. 20% off, free shipping. Brisbane at manscaped.com. 
Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. And let's chat contemporary album and we thought we'd take things a little bit differently. Usually, all right, just knock over everything, mate. Uh, usually we try to pepper in the thoughts of our listeners across the episode, but we were so grateful to hear back about Albion this week that we're just going to read them out to, I think, give people a sense of flavour of yeah. the suburb. Yeah. So, what have the people come out and said? Someone, uh, named, someone named The Jade Not Lane yeah. has said, I live in Albion and I release music. That's well, pretty cool. Well, The Jade Not Jane, congratulations. Um, Maybe you could collab with the Mangroves one day. So true. We've heard Brothers Rugby Club, a.k.a. The Filth. John Bryant there, very true. Um, this Spot is a good on. one. Oh, this is one of my favourites from Joseph. He says, Old Albion Fire Station, not an Albion. Oh. And then he says, Suck on that, town planners, you shit cunts. Oh, Joseph oh. gets the vibe. That's the Fuck win. you, town planners. Fuck town planners, baby. Uh, from friend of the show, Annie Philan, Brew Bakers. I assume that's a cool coffee place. Must be. And Trevor Evans, that's true. His electorate office is so fucking nice. Yeah. It's a cartoonish idea. Actually, he has one of the few places in Albion that is clearly a vestige of English settlement. Say it is a yeah. cartoonish idea of what an LMP office looks like. Say what you want about a rainbow conservative. I'm sure they've got a bit of a knack for interior design. Oh, I think his offices would look beautiful, Hen. Um, MJ, he said, death Michael, or new... Michael Jackson's come out MJ. from the grave. Jordan's back. Um, death or new nursing home resident auctions, apparently. And they have unaffordable... Ha- oh, so I guess when someone dies in a nursing home, the residents, like, auction off them. I don't quite know what you I mean there, MJ, this. but... Um, <laughs> He's gone... Your mum has said the dogs. Good. Cool. As Lots in... dogs. Yeah, I've been racetrack. Yeah. Macca's are... I've never been... Have you ever been to the dogs? Had a punt? Greyhounds? No. Oh, no, I've, actually, I've, I've never put money on the dogs. Or been to the dogs. Oh, I've never been... No. I think I put money on it once because I got a bonus bet and I was just like, fuck mm. it, I'll slap it on a greyhound. And uh, well, I lost. Yeah, well, you should, you should have lost because that greyhound lost its dignity by being made. <laughs> what, but they, what are they chasing? chasing? Like a fake, it's a fake, fake rabbit. Are dogs into rabbits famously? Why isn't it a fake cat? That's always uh, my question. Bit hard to fake. What, they, a cat? They, maybe they know too well what a cat looks like. Oh, you reckon the dogs are a bit all like, they're like the beginning of greyhound racing, there was just like a fucking Garfield doll on a stick. Yeah. And all the dogs were like, Try again. <laughs> we absolutely know what a cat looks like. Nope. Give not us another. Running. And they're like, hang on a minute. Is that a rabbit? We're not quite Which, sure we what don't those know. are yet. We don't we're going to have to check it out. Because you can't keep rabbits as pets in Queensland. There's not that many. No. The dog's got no idea. I know a family who do. Really? You know them as well. I'm not going to... Sanford? Um, no. Very Where Sanford. do they live? I'm not going to say it because it's... um, they, pretty, They'll get fine heaps. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's pretty blatant. We should... They, they almost no, could live do. more central. We should release... Literally release the hounds and get all the greyhounds out of Albion <laughs> and be like, just head to the blah, blah, blah. To house. find out what it actually looks like. Yeah. Just like swarm. They'd be there in like four minutes. They're the quickest motherfuckers. It's like in like us, how they wait, <laughs> like how the family wake up and there's like the dark silhouettes in the tip of the driveway. That's what happens to our friends, except it's just like hundreds of greyhounds waiting to kill their rabbits. Like, None of which are individually very threatening, but yeah. on the whole, it's quite a lot of greyhounds to deal with. A gang What's of greyhounds. What's the maximum number be- of greyhounds you think you could take in a fight? Four. Yeah, am great. I am I on the run? <laughs> no, you need to Important like... Important information, I'm dressed as a rabbit. <laughs> and you're they're dressed like, as we know what to do. I, I think I could take like three. They're really skinny. They're big, skinny and strong. Although, I don't know how strong they are. It's just their legs are just strong. What if they're like... If they're like fucking gutter stomping me, I'd be pretty scared. If they're, yeah. like, if they're American history Xing me. You know what? I actually, I think four is fair. I don't think you could take five greyhounds. And I couldn't take five greyhounds at all. <laughs> Good. All right. Campbell Johnson said Maccas, yeah. absolutely. And Chris LaRosa, one of the greats and home to the best rugby club in Brisbane. So true. I have another story that involves Chris LaRosa soon. Fabulous. Um, but good. But we'll start off contemporary, Henry. Brecky Creek. Brecky Creek. We were there for Jack's birthday uh, recently. Now, and I hate to badmouth a business. And I love the significance of Brecky Creek. I love the atmosphere of Brecky Creek. I love the decor. I love the drinks. I love the garlic bread, the chips, the salad. But... They pride themselves on being a steak restaurant. It's yep. not cheap. It's about 42 bucks for like a 300 gram rib fillet. And it's, uh, I'm not going to say one of the worst steaks I've ever had. It's the worst cooked steak I've ever had. I ordered medium rare and it was unequivocally well done. And that was true for the whole table. They, they had, it was a busy day and they got it a bit wrong. 
and it wouldn't be so bad. And as Joe said, this wasn't a bad steak. It, they didn't cook it right. Yeah. And what they've it clearly was done. obviously good meat. Here's the thing. They aren't just your rinky-dinky Tagum Tavern. No. This is... They're not Tiger Eye. This is the place in Brisbane that more than any other puts themselves out there and says, we are the steak restaurant. Yeah. We are the place you come to for a good, admittedly expensive steak. Yeah. We are Brisbane's premier Beer steak. Beer off the wood what, uh, like, and what's a great another, I don't think there's another place that really puts themselves out there as we are the steak place. Except for the, the Norman. The, the Norman and the Morrison at Wool and Gather who have yeah. a pretty big pitch of like, we know we're but not even, fancy, but it's the even, steak Even thing. then, I feel like their pitch is like, we do a Kraken steak. The Brecky Creek's pitch is like, it's the best steak you'll ever eat. Now, we'll say this for the Brecky Creek. The other thing that they're very, very famous for in Brisbane, to the extent that they have a wall of legends in the yeah. place where it comes from, is um, the the 4X gold off the wood. Now, that meets the hype in my mind. Yeah. Um, it was unfortunately, bit, it's not on during COVID. It's back. It's back. Yeah, because they oh. did an, an opening ceremony recently with Kevy Walters, uh, oh. Thurston, um, Lutzi was involved. Just all the big, three, all three, big names. Three Queensland greats. Um, <laughs> three on three. Yeah, so it's back. Incredible. Um, but it was off for COVID for a bit, which I didn't really understand. I don't get it in the slightest. Like, was there COVID in just, the wood? I think it was, no, Forex wasn't making them because of COVID. Oh, because it was expensive. Oh. And they were like, I don't know. Oh, that makes so much more sense. Surely it's just that, like the margins on those are like, or because it's like, I don't know, people working at the factory come into such contact with the barrels. Uh, you can't sterilise a barrel, maybe? Maybe like it's harder to wear a mask when you're yeah, like, like trying to, because you've like, in a barrel. they need to like put their little nose through the barrel to smell if it's good yeah, beer. To smell and the then hops. it's like with a mask, you can't do that. You can't smell yeah, the hops. So true. So it's like they're trying to like, know. the forex man's like, I can't get my little nose in the hole to smell if the beer <laughs> hops are good. Because I'm wearing a mask, because I've been told to. Mm. And then he's like, so that, that's why they couldn't do it. Oh, that'd be why. Now, speaking of drinks at the Brecky Creek Hotel, Henry. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was the site of, I'm going to say, one of, one of Jack and I's great pranks. Yeah. Uh, so, Henry uh, battles with anger and aggression and just being a bit of a bastard when he drinks rum. Identified early when in my drinking career, identified at the age of 19, and I do stop, not, you stop drinking rum. Stop drinking rum because um, I did not, not like the person I became. It's not fun or, oh, it takes a bit far. Like, you, you have true rum rage issues and you're open about it. You're up for it. Like, and also, I don't like hit people. I don't get, I've never been in no. a fight. It's just that I become He's a getting dreadful mood, belligerent really. bastard. Yeah. And a real and a real contrarian and a real, just yeah. a dick. I just become a bit of a just dick. Real, a real bastard. Uh, and of course, your loving mates uh, took one look at that. Combine it with the fact that you were having uh, dinner with your girlfriend's somewhat intimidating father that night and thought, I know. For the first time. Yeah, first time meeting him. And we thought, I know, let's get Henry on the rums. Now, you know, we leveraged the fact it was Jack's birthday a bit of, oh, come on, mate, you've got to have one, got to have one rum. And eventually Henry concedes, yes, I'll have a rum. I'll have one rum. And in the space of about 18 seconds, Jack and I walk into the bar, go, oh, do we, do we, get, him, do we get him a double? And we go, no, nah, it's way too obvious, he'll know. So what we do is we get to the bar and we order two Mount Gay rum and cokes. Delicious for Jack and I. Love Mount Gay. And then we ask them, what is your strongest rum? And the bartenders look at each other like I asked them, hey, can I have a revolver and one bullet? Because we're about to play Russian roulette at the table. They looked horrified but extremely excited. They can't be talking about as that rum. As they literally looked at a bottle and they said, yeah, we have one that's 87.5%, but it's the worst thing you'll ever taste. Why does it exist? To which we said, that's fine. We're not going to be the ones tasting it. It's our friend. They laughed, gave it to us. So it's double- More responsible service of alcohol, <laughs> can I just say, from the it's fucking It's double Brecky the Creek. strength. Yeah, the Brecky Creek staff- knew we were effectively spiking our friend with a drink. Can you that point was me to where that is in the online fucking far module more of the RSA? <laughs> um, and so we go back to the table and Henry has one sip and he clearly knows something's wrong. Mm. But my highlight was the fact that you couldn't quite figure out what was wrong. Well, I you were so no, convinced. I immediately was like, 
you fucking idiots have got me a double or you've got me a triple. I know exactly you what you're You were just so to convinced do. it was a double or a but triple. Here's the problem. I hadn't had drunk rum for so long because of my issues with it yeah. that I was like, oh, maybe I've just forgotten how bad rum mm. tastes. It's maybe like if I had Ribena nowadays, I'd just be like, I don't quite know what that tastes like. Yeah. Like you could tell me it's anything. Except Ribena doesn't make you say slurs. <laughs> <laughs> so Henry toughs through the first one. Um, and, I, and I was like, I know you've got me a triple because it must have been more expensive and mm. you show me your bank account of the transaction and somehow they all cost the same, which I don't yeah. understand from a price. Uh, this is a real highlight of just how disgusting this rum was is the fact it cost the exact same as a normal strength. But Henry probably gets through two and then Jack and I really decide to push the leverage. And so we go up and we get Henry another one of these disgusting rum and cokes and we just get two straight up Coke Zeros, go back to the table and go, all right, bro, let's skull. And you looked like you were going to cry. You looked absolutely gutted. But that just turned to anger because you were like, absolutely no fucking way I'm doing it. It was like petrol, bro. And, and dare I say, Hen, this was the giveaway that something was really afoot, is I'm the least ever, oh, get it down, bro, while you're nursing your drink person in the world. Mm. And then you were like, we're sculling them. Yeah. You're like, oh... Down. Let's you would have known there Jack's, was Jack's birthday. Let's all scull them together. And I was like, "You, you, you don't care about this shit. You don't scull." <laughs> and then you two proceed to fucking scull your coke. No, I sugar. also, I also can't like scull a beer in quicker than a minute. Like the fact <laughs> I could neck this in about six seconds, probably. Uh... But by the time I had cottoned on, the, the rum had taken over to such an extent <laughs> that I was like, "I don't even care. I'm going to prove oh, that their dumb prank had, isn't working." You'd already had like seven or eight standards. Yeah, and then, um, two. then I had to make a pretty tight turnaround for dinner. Yeah, how'd it go? Yeah, I did all right. I remember coming back here for an hour and we played a like a board game. Yeah. And that, oh, was, yeah. that was tense. Yeah. That was that was driven a little bit by rum rage. I was pretty concerned about how I was going to perform at this dinner. But I think I think I kind of just, I think it actually probably just relaxed me a little bit. So it's all fine. Thank but you. Thank you, alcohol. Thank you to the Brecky Creek. Um, but yeah. The other weird thing about it, we did a um we did an event there for Nova, and um because it was one of the only places that would have us for this. I think I mentioned it on the Howard Smith Wolves one where it was this same event where we couldn't do it at Howard Smith Wolves because of the noise restrictions. Breaky Creek basically went, fucking don't even worry about it. We're an, we're a Brisbane icon. Just <laughs> no come down and set up down. on the grass. Now the performer was Illy, the Aussie rapper, um and his team flew in and did a sound check. So we're there at like three a.m. And he's like, oh, we'll do the full sound check. And everyone was like kind of being cool about the fact that it was obviously 3 a.m. on a Friday morning, except the drummer who just gave it absolutely fucking everything and was bashing his drum so obviously as a, you know when you're like, I'm doing something that I'm allowed to do, but I'm going to do it to the, like like in class, for example, where it's like, all right, as a class, we're going to read this poem together. And you're like, I love oh, a southern <laughs> country. Oh, it's land like, of sin. and it's like, or it's like, yeah, you're not doing anything wrong, but you're kind of doing something a little bit wrong. Like, oh, okay, talk in small groups, and you go, well, the thing about this was just, or, just or classic like, dickhead, area. or like school, like school is like, all right, we're gonna sing a hymn. It's like, shine, just such, and you're like, that's or, how I sing, sir. That's or, how I sing, sir. Or, or, as you would know, because you went to terrace, it's like, all right, we're gonna sing a hymn, enter. <laughs> Enter the gates of his glory. Glory! Shout to the, the kingdom, kingdom of heaven. Heaven! Just. And, it's yeah. like, and they're like, we know you're being silly with We it. know you're taking the piss out of it, but it is technically in the rules. So the Illy's drummer. The, the end of the kingdom of heaven was the, just like clearly not doing anything wrong because we knew they had to do a sound check, but he's just doing a bit of like. Illy's like, yo. Uh, I went to the shops and I got myself the uh, like big old chips or whatever. Yeah. They're fucking doing Aussie rap. Classic. And classic drummer just, um, like absolutely all the residents wake up, calling police, calling the mat. Like wait, they had to wake up the general manager of the Brecky Creek Hotel, like pulling people out of bed. Um, almost had the whole event shut down. Count. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like. For some reason, I think the mayor was involved. This all happening between Holy three fuck. and yeah. seven a.m. All because this fucking for residents Aussie of Albion drummer. out of fucking nowhere, they're hearing some of the greatest hip hop beats since mm. Cursor. Hearing "Lean on Me." So yeah, so incredible. Creek, Creek, I Creek, thought handled that, but they, but they never told us to shut down. They were like, "Keep going with it." By, oh. And they, and they gave the thing. By the time the council are here to shut it down, the event will be pretty much over. So I true. think that's a good spirit of Albion there, um, brothers. Now we've covered brothers, brothers rugby. We've we've spoken about at, it at length in the past. What episode did we Ascot. do that in? Ascot. We spoke about 100%. brothers. I don't have much more to say about it, but I was. No, re- no. Uh, it is a. 
I think it's my club because so many of my mates from school played there. We spoke mm. about the intimidating days sitting on the hill as a non-player and how yeah. drinking a warm can of gold um, when everyone else has had about you know a case to themselves throughout the day is an intimidating little, oh, absolutely um, little scenario. But I didn't know, looking at it today, that John Eels... Oh, was he a brother's boy? Was a brother's boy. Oh, well done. And they also, I read, this is actually weirdly outlined on their, um, I'm sorry, Brothers Brisbane. Because it comes from Christian Brothers, Brothers Old Boys. Hence why it's the, um, kind of the terrace one. But in there, yeah, they've got in their Wikipedia page, like a few golden eras outlined. And I think the third golden era. No, not even the third. No, 1990s to present day. How many where golden eras do they want to have? They got a Wallabies captain out of it. And, um, Elton Flatley. Yeah, they got a few few goodies came oh, out. Good on them. They had this um, whole bit in the Wikipedia page called the rivalry with the Red Heavies. Now, yeah. the Red Heavies being the students from UQ. Now, do we know why they're called the Red Heavies? Um, because well, the jersey's like red. Just the and maybe they were just big and fat because they studied all day long. I don't know. They first <laughs> began in the senior sure. competition. It was in 1912, same year as Titanic, that these uh, the Red Heavies and brothers, the filth as they called, the filth, um, which we've discussed in a previous episode as to, is it because the hill's dirty? Is it because they're a bit filthy? Is it because an ironic take on they're not filthy, they're the rich little Catholic boys? Mm. But, um, yeah, apparently pretty big memory here of, like, they had a famous 24-all draw in 1979 that resulted in a rematch where brothers lost 16-13 in a tight match. The latest bragging rights are with University after a 31-26 win in the 2019 final, the last time the teams met in a grand final. So Uni has the win here. But, I mean, I went to UQ. I think I'm back in Brothers. I think I like Brothers as a rugby team more than Uni. I like Uni. Oh, yeah. More, more different walks of life at Uni. Brothers is very... I'll say, actually, you know what? I definitely have much more innate loyalty to Brothers, but mm. Uni, I feel... Let me put it out there. I feel no strong connection to either team. Uh, I think I do because of like Toby and Gus. I feel a stronger connection to the brothers' ground because the uh, it's actually it's actually uh, I love that not more people know about it, so I won't delve into it too much. But brothers just nearby, not fully into Allen Border Field, which we'll get to. Mm. And there's a couple of beautiful cricket nets sort of tucked away. And more than a few times, um, I went down there with Xavier and. Gee, the brothers' grounds are perfect for kick a footy, have a coffee, go to Macca's. It's gorgeous. Cricket ground a little bit. So as much as the club itself, you know, vague loyalty to, it is the most beautiful ground and it's the perfect place for like, even just like a Wednesday morning. Like it is a mm. beautiful park. Mm. Yeah. No, I like it. Well, Good on you, brothers. Keep it up. Good on you. Well, you, you, you mentioned it there, Alan Borderfield. Yeah. It's just next door. Uh, and we forget some of the greatest cricket takes place at Alan Borderfield. And there's no pomp about it. They've got one very nice grandstand. Alan, Alan Borderfield is one of the great viewing experiences to play, watch cricket. I fucking love the place. Uh, Henry and I went and watched the Sheffield Shield final there. Who was it? The Bulls and the Bulls in South Australia? I thought it was Bulls in Victoria. Maybe you're right. Because they had like well, we six seen, Mate, we would have seen Marnus Labashay. Yep. We would have seen Joey Burns. We would have seen We saw Matt Renshaw take a wicket. Oh, we did. Off spin. It was incredible. That was weird. And it was in the middle of what Henry and I used to do, which was a test match which is what we'd call it when we went out drinking five nights in a row. Yeah. So we were pretty much cool young when we first yeah. became friends. It was a lot cooler for Joe, who was 18, and a lot less cool for me, who was 21. 21 virgin probably should 22. have been growing out of like rituals where we go out drinking on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Sunday nights. Henry Mom, just... it's a test match. Henry, you're 21, <laughs> and you're hanging out with a guy who literally just left school. We're going to start a podcast, Mum. It's going to be awesome, Mum. But um, Alan bought a field as well. Like, not a lot of security. So it's a great place to just, like, go and just sort of, like, mm. wander onto the field and just vibe it out. It's just beautiful. It's just, like, Usman Khawaja walking around signing mini yeah. bats. It's also where um the Australian Cricket Academy is. Mm. Like, that whole cricket centre's there. So well, That's been... where the test opens. The yeah. Amazon documentary, The Test, yeah. opens with Justin Langer giving a speech, being like, I know it's been a bit shit with everything in you the know, last bit. Obviously, you know, sandpaper. Ha ha. Very yeah. fucking funny. We're going to bring it back. And I, I was like, this is all happening in Albion. Mm. So Albion is where cricket kind of got back yeah. on track. Where and Tim Payne is captain, strong leadership. Right. Brought us back. And just on that cricket front, Henry, just quickly, Greg Chapel Cricket Centre is also at Albion. Um, Big fat shop. Huge shop. One-stop shop for all cricketing needs. Mm. Now, cricket shop staff members are up there with guitar store staff members of... All-time dickheads yep. to people who aren't either 
test players or rock gods. Yeah. I've never felt more intimidated. Admittedly, like, I don't play cricket, so it makes a bit more sense. But I go in there, I was like, oh, hey, do you have any, like, um, like, I buy, like balls in the backyard there? It's like, oh, do you have any sort of, like, soft balls? And they're like, oh, giving some throwdowns to your younger cousin, mate. And I was like, no, it's for backyard cricket. And they're like, oh, you're going to want this. And just gives me a leather ball. And I'm like, no, but I don't, though. I don't fucking want that. And you'd have to believe that, I mean, cricketers have a reputation for being assholes. Yeah. And I imagine a lot of the people living there are kind of tangentially related yeah. to the professional cricketing world. So maybe that's just their their day job, I guess. They're the guys who... But I also think the there's B-sides. no one of, if you'd really made it, you wouldn't be working here. You wouldn't fucking be working there. Yeah. There's enough money in cricket now. I so... Think, I think there were a few people who worked there. I, I want to get this right. I'm pretty sure I've been told about a scam that was going on there for quite Wait, a while. Kidding. Cricket like, scam. There was a bit of... I want to get this right. It was like re-rolling the bats or something, the handles, and they'd pay... If someone paid in cash for that to happen, I think it was just like you don't put it through the till or something Oh, like that. re-gripping the bats. Re-gripping the bats. Yeah. No, that makes sense because it, it'd be about $10, $15. Yep. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me at all. So what would they be doing? No, explain to me. So it'd be like $10, $15. Yeah. You'd re-grip the bat for them. Well, what happens is if you buy the bat grip... Yep. Usually what happens, you'll buy it, they're about 10 bucks in store, you know, it's another 10 bucks to get it rolled or whatever. So what they probably do is they put through the transaction of the grip itself, but wouldn't through put through the service fee of rolling it for you. Mm. So if you're looking through their receipts, you'd just be going, fuck, everyone in Brisbane knows on how to put on a back grip themselves is insane. I, I think that's what was going on, yeah. All your staff members were walking out with, wouldn't be heaps, be an extra like... 30, 40 bucks a day. I said, I don't know if it was definitely the great... Listen, I've now said to them... Absolutely slanderous. Well, I haven't mentioned any names. I just... I think there was something going on for a while there. There was a bit of not putting it through. That makes me respect them a little bit more. It was something to do with like... Yeah. I don't don't know. I'm... If you know about this... If you know, you know, seemingly. cricket grip scam call Mm. in. Um, Something that did get sent in. Um, Something got sent in was... um, Dom Sester sent this in and said, who burned the mill? I was like, pardon, mate? And he goes, the mill. So there was a mill at Albion, an Albion flour mill. And apparently it's one of the great local mysteries out there that this historic flour mill was destroyed by fire. Now, I got the oh. Brisbane Times article up from it. This is six years ago. The old Albion flour mill will be demolished after being gutted by fire that is believed to be deliberately lit. Uh-huh. So a large crack appeared down the length of the southern wall of the Albrook building soon after the fire was extinguished, um, which promptly put fears that it would collapse. Now, blah, 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 blah. It's considered one of the city's landmarks. Now, I'm looking at it now. It's an incredible old flour mill. Um, but at 2.15am in the morning, burnt down. Now, I did a bit more research, did a bit of the classic Reddit, jumping around, da-da-da, pretty conclusively... Just reckons it was a property developer. Someone, yep. someone just wanted to develop this property. Um, weren't getting any luck with council. How it getting is rid this, of mate. it. Bit of a heritage thing. It's a classic landmark of the city. So in a classic grubby property developer sense, I'd say these people that are, uh, are related to and mix in the same circles as town planners. <laughs> wouldn't be surprised if some town planners said, hey, we'd love to plan on top of that yeah. mill, but those pesky people at Manscaped aren't letting us burn it <laughs> down. It's a problem with heritage buildings, mate. There's nothing to plan. It was no. planned before you. And that, and that shows that pisses them off. When a town planner turns up to what they thought was going to be empty land and see a big old building, they go, oh, the fucking, Fuckers. this was planned ages ago. Oh, the goal of history to plan it for you. So they are, yeah, it looks like... Terrible. Um, but it's it's a, it's still a thing in Albion, is who burnt oh. down the mill? We'll never know. Write in if you know. Write in. If it was, Mate, you. If it was you, feel free to send an anonymous no, no, letter. Yeah, we won't, we if won't you're a pyro, yeah. if you're a property developer, just fucking send it in um, and let us know. Just drop now, us a line. Another thing that happened um, was there was a... Eliza sent this in. I didn't know there was a prison at Albion. What? There was a low-risk <laughs> prisoner um, jail... For women. A prisoner jail. I feel wow. Like in, mate, I, I did not know there was a fucking jail at Albion until today. Huge. I have to admit, I didn't. I, I thought Wacol was really... The Helena Jones community. Well, I, we talked about it on the Windsor episode, the very sad youth detention centre with a lot of rape. Mm. So... There you go. But oh, it's, um, now I'm finding out where it is. Oh, yeah. bro. Mate, how much is this? So, so Eliza messages in today and is like, oh, by the way... Um, oh, they work eight hour days. It's like very low risk. Oh, okay. There's a woman's prison on Sandgate Road. Yep. Again, Central. 
and they had people escape last year when um, Eliza was living in Albion. So it's just up the road from the Albion Hotel. I can't get over how truly residential and um, um, no, it's like right next to the Red Rooster. Right, there's a jail next to Red Rooster. Incredible. And, and apparently people prison. escaped. Maybe they just wanted a ripper roll. Look at it now. It just looks like, oh, it's like one level. It looks awesome. It looks so chilled. It's a, it actually looks nice. Yeah, it looks fucking fabulous. Yeah. Well, well, time, to, time to get arrested. My views on mass incarceration have been flipped by this country. Yeah, by this jail. sort of relaxed. More, more prisons should just be in like relaxed Queenslanders with dorm beds. Well, I saw. I dead set think you'd see so much less crime in prisons if they were just like mm. chill. You could hang out on the deck. Ping pong table. Couldn't leave, but like. If prisons were more like a startup, would it be really like a startup but share hey, The real prisons are startups. Well, the real prison is unmet potential. But oh. here at Unpacking Brisbane, if you join us at the ground up, <laughs> what we can offer you in equity is unmet. This is where we pitch our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, apparently another girl just like okay. used a clothes to like jump out, tried to get through. Oh, good on it. Anyway, um, that's pretty exciting. Fonzie Abbott. We ride down. I don't have much to say. It's just a nice coffee shop that does nah, beers now. They've got a brewery. Um, they do really good beers. I'll yeah. give them this. They do fabulous beers. Um, now, also just sort of vaguely on Fonzie Abbott, but more just like the food and drink. Uh, I've just got word that apparently, uh, from Xavier, apparently there is a walking route you can take from the Brecky Creek Hotel mm. to the Guzman E. Gomez drive through that never goes on a road. Exclusively, oh, I was in the Bowen Hills the, one. Um, yeah, exclusively through the backs of industrial estates. Apparently, there's like a like locals knowledge know it like the back of your that hand is route sick. that you never ever come across a road. Oh, if this I a was breaking development, oh, it's incredible. If I was like, you know, kicked out of the Brecky Creek Hotel, police on their way, needed to make a runner, I'd just go this secret route to Goose. Here's one. If I was a prisoner who just broke out of jail, <laughs> and I was I'd hungry, also take that secret route to Goose. <laughs> and I wanted some fucking Mexican, I walked to Brecky Creek, dodged the police, secret route to Goose. Incredible. Oh, man. That is, um, I'm trying to picture it. Yeah, because that's where, whenever I, I go to that Goose, map, map, I drive I out the back it. way. Yeah. There's like a, it does get a weird little industrial, like, escape. It's cool, Maybe that's where, the, that's where they're using. Too right. Uh, to escape. Well, that's pretty cool. And now the final thing, Henry. I mentioned earlier Chris LaRosa who wrote in. Mm. And I was, we were at a party earlier in the month. And he goes, Cool oh, guy. Cool guy. Uh, and I was talking about, as I'm suffering from right now, just how truly fucking hot the Caxton Street Studios are going to get over summer. Yeah. We have no aircon. He goes, Would you like aircon? It's like, Of course I'd like it, but you know. Now, he wasn't offering to install comprehensive aircon. He goes, come to my house, my, my apartment at Albion. I'm moving out. Door will be open. Come between Monday and Thursday. I've got the I've got a bloody portable aircon for you. Incredible. I said, sick. I didn't even think about this thing. Now I don't I didn't know much about portable aircons. I don't know much about real aircons. I've never seen a portable aircon in my life before we brought one home. Remember the Pixar film Wally? <laughs> it's basically that. Meets a fucking meth lab. They are quite the fucking contraption. Yeah. Because you've got to <laughs> block out your window. Get a massive, like... We're talking like an industrial exhaust hose. It, it literally... Jack walked in and goes, it looks like a Malaysian sweatshirt. So like, it it mm. looks like... like Also back of like an industrial deep fryer areas. It's so big. But it's so... I've basically gone to Albion. Chris wasn't even there. The door was just open. I was like, walked in. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. By myself, managed to struggle and get this portable aircon into the... It really is up to like my chest. Mm. Um, get it home. Joe and Jack just walk in as I'm like sweating with like, we don't have a screwdriver. So I'm using a knife to try and like nail things in. Uh, we have a screwdriver. I'm reconstruct. Couldn't find it. I have like 18. Well, could, I couldn't find one of your 18s. Where are they? <laughs> uh, like the table in the dining room. I looked on that table. There's a whole set. Sure. Yeah, I'll show you afterwards. No, because that's where I thought they were. We have so many screwdrivers. That's so annoying. So much funnier you were using a knife now. Screw you for not telling me where they are. I used a knife. I used a kitchen knife. That's not a knife, mate. Rebuilt my fucking window frame. Got the exhaust hose going out there. And now I'd love to use it more, (laughs) but it's just so fucking loud. It's definitely, (sighs) full credit to it, it works incredibly. It's amazing. Your room got so cold. But it's so loud. And also, we were very lucky. Uh, the day Henry got it yeah. was the day we got our electricity bill. Yep. And so Jack and I went to Henry. We went, mate, 
This is the baseline of what our electricity bill is. And our electricity is. bill was very low. It's below very, very low. It's lower than, because they give you this information, it's lower than the average for a one-person household in the area. Is, yeah. Three of us live here. Um, now, admittedly, one person who does live here is Tesla. So, he's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a yeah. bit of a... And the, Hugh Jackman the keeps a bit out. wandering in and out yeah. to uh, pick up hats. It's annoying that... I haven't um, seen the movie. That <laughs> Doctor Doom... Who's the guy from the first Fantastic Four who can like use yeah, electricity? Train, yeah. Yeah, Is was, it? Yeah. yeah. I think there's like an electric man. Someone Von Doom? Uh, no, hang on. Doctor Doom. Because we're not talking the oh, same I'm thinking server. of Dr. Patel. <laughs> the, no, Doctor, uh, Doctor Doom is a fictional supervillain appearing in Marvel Comics and he, yeah, he shoots electricity from his hands. Yeah, so uh, but the beauty of it is we've got this bill. We go, Henry, every dollar over that uh, you're paying for. So classically stingy Henry is going all, to the, all this effort to get a portable aircon is never going to use it. because simply will not turn on. He's going to have to pay for it. So we'll keep you updated on Pakistanis. Uh, if the power bill goes up, it is down to the Albion portable air condition. Yeah. We'll put a video up when we release this episode just so you truly get an idea of how obstructive of... I can't use much of my room anymore. No. It with takes the, up like a good quarter with to With the unpacking year. Brisbane shirts that people haven't come yeah. and collected and Please the manscaping gear that we were nicely given and this huge fuck-off air conditioning, mm. I really don't even have room for my legs. Incredible. Anyway, thanks, oh, well. Alvin. And now, Hen, there's a question on our lips. Does Albion fuck? To be honest, not enough, not enough people live there. No. It's so industrial. Like, And I don't know how much you fucking at Albion Macca's. Or, I, I, Fonzie has like a sexy energy... Nothing we've spoke about is been sexy. But yeah, this is nothing. Orange is the New Black has a lot of sex in it from what I'm told. And yeah. there, there is a woman's prison in the area. Yeah, that's not, not sexy. No. Nah. Also, given the amount of like sexual assault in prisons, I don't yeah, think I'm, I'm, be like. I'm regretting using <laughs> jail. I'm regretting using jail. Jail fucks, according to Henry. Nope. But when the, jail teen, doesn't fuck. When the teens in jail do it on porn, I'll be loves it. That's not what I said. <laughs> What you thought nah, about. I don't think it fucks. Uh, no, it doesn't. I just fuck. spent ten minutes talking about an air conditioning. Yeah, that's well, how much cool, it fucks. cool, but I don't. I don't think aircon fucks. Mm. You heard it here first. You want to be hot and sweaty when you oh, fuck. Oh yeah. Well, it's a city on a river, and don't you ever forget it, kid. And that's all we've got to say about Albion, Henry. Well over an hour. What a suburb. What a time to be back. Yeah, fantastic, guys. It's the silly season in this show is only going to get sillier. It's only going to get sillier. And we're probably going to do a silly season show, as in a live show for, oh, um, very true. for Christmas one. So keep your eyes on the socials for tickets for that. Um, yeah, there's um, there's heaps hey, going on. Loosely, without giving too much away, are we effectively going to be doing that show on or about the day we release our album? It's the same day. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome. Oh, well, we're definitely fucking playing the album pre-show. We'll do a listening party. Oh, we'll do a listening party. We'll do a listening party as people come in and then we'll do a very Brisbane Christmas. Oh, sick. This is one Wait, of the- I can't believe... I knew there was something coming on, oh, on that huge. day. Oh, that's huge. Yeah, I only realised now. So we might have a day on Pakistanis where the Mangroves release their album and we have a Unpacking Brisbane live Christmas show oh. at Good Chat Comedy Club. That'll be Incredible. sick. Incredible. Great things to come. Exciting things to come. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.